I'm Jessica Randolph, and welcome to the How to Buy a House podcast, where we empower you to invest in real estate and start building wealth for yourself. It's the biggest purchase of your life, and we're going to teach you how to do it right. Hi, listener. I hope that you are having a wonderful day. I have a really special episode for you today because we're going to be talking about something a little bit different, and it's all kind of wrapped around the idea of being grateful for what you have and for the ability to even think about buying a house. We've got Michelle Smalling with us. She is the dedicated director of Homes for Homes, a nonprofit organization committed to providing secure housing for families in need across the world. Michelle is incredible. She has an amazing business background. She's the mother of five kids. She is the owner of several rental properties, and she's extremely passionate about real estate, and she uses that passion to help guide her role at Homes for Homes. And the reason I wanted to bring Michelle on to today's episode is because in this podcast, we talk a lot about money, and we talk about how buying a house can help make you money and build wealth. And I think it's also important, especially this time of year, to take a step back and be grateful for the simple things that we do have. And it's just amazing what happens to your day and to your life when you realize, oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful that I woke up in a warm bed today or that I woke up with you know, a hot shower. And those little things can just make your day feel a lot more joyful. Another reason that I wanted to invite her is because if you are thinking of buying a house, whether it's a month from now or 10 years from now, it is very possible for you to get a lot of joy out of that home purchase, not only through educating yourself and making the smartest purchase possible, but you also can give back. You can do that at the closing table when you buy your house. You can do that by asking your realtor to get involved with Homes for Homes and donating a portion of their commission to what Homes for Homes is doing, which you're about to learn about. So I wanted to bring Michelle on to tell you all about it because it's super exciting. I'm pumped about it, and I think you will be too. So without further ado, let's get into it. I am so happy that you are on today's episode. Thank you so much for being here. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Before we get into Homes for Homes, because I am so excited to hear about everything you guys are up to, but tell me how you managed to be in real estate, the director of Homes for Homes, and you are a mother of five children. Like, how do you do it all? My interest in real estate is really just a hobby, just fun. My husband is really involved in real estate. So I primarily spend my time focusing on my five children. We have two adult children that are married. Okay. When you say adult, like what age is that? (laughs) 25 and 29. Okay. I feel like that age has gone up in the last few years. Like 18 should be the age where you're considered an adult, but I, no offense, Chloe, I love you. I have a sister who's 18, my youngest sister, and I feel like she's still a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Our 19-year-old is in college, and I still feel like she's a kid. I mean, I'm still a kid. I'm still like 17 in my head, but here I am, 32, very much an adult. Okay, Michelle, maybe you can give our listener, obviously, you know, we're going to learn a lot about Homes for Homes today, but before we get into that, maybe just a reason why this episode would be really great for them to understand in in terms of what you guys are up to, you know, not only in the U.S., but across the globe, but as a homeowner, like what this information is going to do for them. You know, I think that it can help them in creating balance and goals in life that revolve around more than just themselves. You know, when you think of starting out in life and things you want to accomplish over the next 50 years, 70 years that you live, do you want that to be defined by 
digest what you grew and accomplished on your own? Or do you want to include opportunities to be generous in that? And I think it's important to start with that from the very beginning of adult life. Yeah, that is so true. Well, I completely agree with that. And I think a lot of our listeners and for sure all of our teachers, they all have this kind of greater good in mind and thinking in terms of I'm not just in real estate or buying real estate to make money and to build wealth for myself, but what am I going to use that money for? And that's really why I wanted to invite you on today's episode because I think we talk a lot about money on this podcast and we talk a lot about how to make money and how to build wealth and what to do with your future and what to do with your retirement and all that's great, but that's not, in my opinion, why we were put on this planet. And I think you would agree. And I think being a part of Homes for Homes and paying attention to what they're doing and getting involved and really seeing the opportunity to use your real estate purchase to help change lives is so cool. So let's get into the nitty gritty. So maybe you can tell me, Michelle, the elevator pitch of what is for Homes for Homes? What are you guys doing? Just tell me a little bit about all of this. Sure. As you can tell from the name, we are definitely about homes. You know, when you think about the basic human needs, food, water, and shelter, the point that we've decided that we're going to make a difference in that cycle of poverty is shelter. We build houses, and we're doing that in four countries around the globe, Uganda, Mexico, Honduras, and Guatemala. All of that really is based on community leadership in those areas. The people that lead those communities know their people the best. And so what we do is provide funding in those communities to build safe houses. Wow. Wonderful. And what parts of the world are you guys building houses in right now? Great question. We're making a huge impact right now in northern Uganda, building over 150 homes a year in that area. We also have ministry partners in Mexico, Honduras, and Guatemala, building between 15 and 50 homes in those countries in communities that we serve. Wow. And you know, the great thing too is that everything is done on a local level. Materials are all sourced in that community. All of the construction is done by local labor teams underneath that community and government leadership. So when you provide a home, you're not just giving that shelter, you're giving wages, you're paying for materials that give economic stimulus to that community. It's a very full circle type purchase. Wow. I love that. I feel like there are a lot of nonprofits and, or, you know, you go on a mission trip in high school and maybe you go and you serve for a little bit, you repaint the house, you redo something, and then you leave and A, you know, you kind of come and then you leave and there's not this like sustainable community aspect like you guys bring where it's like, no, let's bring the carpenters that live in this area and get them a part of what you guys are doing. And I definitely think that's way more of a sustainable model moving forward for real change, probably. Do you agree? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they understand their culture, their climate, much more so than we do. It also allows for the dignity of their traditions to continue. And I think that's important as well. That is so cool. So how did this all get started? And how did you get started in Hellsford? Like, tell me where this all began. Great question. You know, for me, in 2011, I had my first real awakening to how so many people around the world live. My husband, Mike, and I were on a trip to Uganda. We were in the process of adopting our son, John Luke. And 
one of the caretakers invited me to have Sunday lunch at her home. And so off we went. I found myself sitting on her mud floor with her six children in a room that her home was smaller than my bedroom at home. Wow. Her living conditions were just like everyone around her. And after we came home, kind of settled in, Mike, and my husband, and a dear friend of his, Jonathan Harris, began discussions on what do we do with this? You know, what is our responsibility for what we've seen? Jonathan had recently also traveled to Uganda on a separate trip, and he owns a real estate company. My husband's a mortgage lender, and they love helping people find dream homes. And so they came together in 2015 and decided we're going to begin to look for ministry partners that we can take a portion of our income in real estate and provide homes for families in need. Then in 2016, uh, we put the structure together for Homes for Homes and launched the ministry. I agreed to come on and run the back office operations and direct stateside missions. And then we opened up and extended that to the real estate community and to individuals. You know, if if providing homes resonates with you, this ministry can help you do that. And to date, over 1,000 homes have been built for families in those communities. Wow, that's amazing. And you said since 2016? Correct. That's incredible. Wow, you have definitely been busy. I can only imagine. Congratulations. That is a huge accomplishment. If you're listening to this, you might be feeling this way. I always get, I feel like paralyzed by the decision of how can I help that I end up not doing anything. Even right now, I mean, we're recording this in the middle of December, 2023, and you know, I'm Christmas shopping. I'm thinking about what I'm doing for my life and my kids and my family. And you know, I drive by someone on the street that looks like they could use some help. And I always feel just crippled by, I know I want to help. I just don't know how I'm actually helping. And Obviously, Homes for Homes, you guys are helping overseas across the pond. You guys are helping in areas where, you know, obviously you don't live and you're not there day to day, which I think is an even harder feat. But this is just such a great nonprofit to be a part of because you really are changing someone's life so much. And you're benefiting, you know, if you're buying a house and you want a portion of your either your closing costs or whatever is tied into your home purchase can directly go fund and help somebody else get the same similar living condition that you can get, I think is amazing. And it just makes you feel even that much more comfortable with the purchase and that much happier about your purchase. Cause you're like, okay, I'm not just buying this for my own well-being, Cause you know, I want to have a real bedroom and have a, a sizable house, you know, in this, we live in America. Let's just, it's just different. And I want to talk about that a little bit, but it just makes me feel a little bit better about my situation. Cause at least I could say, but I also am helping somebody too with my home purchase. And if you're a realtor listening to this podcast, that's a really easy way for you to get involved because you might say, hey, I'm making a commission every time I sell a house. Maybe I want to use a portion of that hard-earned cash to go towards Homes for Homes. And now my business now isn't just for me, but now I'm helping change lives across the world. I think it's just so, so cool what you guys are doing, Michelle. Which brings me to, I just am feeling very self-reflective right now, but it is so easy for me to forget to be grateful for my home and all that I have inside of it. I went to Kenya back in 2015 and got to spend a week there. And I remember coming home and just feeling rocked. And I don't think I realized how how privileged I was. And even just having something as simple as a warm shower, and I'm sure you felt that when you got back from, you, it was Uganda, right? Yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, just having a warm shower 
is so fabulous. And here I am just taking a shower in my day to day and not being grateful for it. And if there's anything I want anyone to take away from this podcast episode, I think it's let's just be more grateful. And especially in this season of getting, 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 and it's very materialistic and it's very like, what you know, brand of this can I get? And what's the next thing that's going to make my life feel better? And what's going to fill my ego, right? Just stepping back and saying, oh my gosh, I'm just so grateful that I got to wake up in a conditioned house that is warm and it's 30 degrees outside. I think just Michelle being with you is just reminding me that feeling I had when I came back from Kenya. And it really is crazy to me that the living conditions can be so simple and minuscule compared to what we have in America. And yet those things don't bring us happiness at the end of the day, right? These women that I met in Kenya, and I'm sure you met overseas, it's like their joy is invincible and it's not because of the stuff that they have. And yet the smile on their face, you'd think that they were millionaires. Um, And so it's just a great reminder that what we have doesn't make us happy, but to also be grateful for everything we have too. Well, and even in our most basic living conditions here in the U.S., for instance, if you're living in a, a small, modest apartment, those conditions are significantly better than the conditions that these families are living in, which regardless of where you land here in the States, in your living conditions, you're still incredibly blessed and have so much to be grateful for. Running water, sanitation, you know, having bathrooms that work. For me, the one that I resonate with regularly is the washing machine. Yeah. I'm so grateful to have a washing machine in my house that I can use and I don't have to go to the river and scrub my clothes and take half the day to clean my family's clothes down in the river. It's probably because I use my washing machine every day that I... Well, with five kids, I can only imagine the amount of laundry you have. (laughs) That is true. But, you know, they're sleeping on dirt floors. They have roofs that are made of sticks. They have walls that are made from mud or grass or debris. And when you take an individual who's living in those conditions, literally living in the dirt, and you provide a home for them, it's a basic home. It has a concrete floor, has two rooms, solid walls, solid tin roof, And for the first time for most, a locking door. It's a game changer. I was just going to bring that up. Safety is a huge issue with a lot of those structures. So yeah, I was just going to ask what the basic structure looks like that you guys are building for these people. That is pretty much what we're doing. When you elevate someone out of the dirt into um, a home that has a concrete floor, you immediately improve the quality of their life and also their health because of diseases that are carried in the dirt. And in so many of these areas, you know, you hit rainy season where it's not only dirt, it's mud. And it's just very difficult to stay healthy in that situation. So um, you're changing their health. For the women, a lot of widows live in these communities. And for them, they've spoken over and over again about the peace and the mental help that it's been for them at night to lock a door. They're able to sleep and not worry about their safety, their children's safety. Also, it's not just safety from individuals, it's safety from snakes and rats and other things entering their home at night that they they don't have to worry about that. I have never worried about a snake getting in my house, ever. Uh, and, you know, and so just things like that that we we can't 
even fathom that were concerns of theirs. And, you know, you move into this home. In addition, we provide a latrine or some sort of latrine facilities behind the home or in the community that allow for them also to have the dignity of some sort of bathroom, which is also a a big difference. But I love making my place home. And it's been exciting to see these women and families in this community take and make the new structure that we've provided their home. It has pictures and it has heirlooms that they love. And it's a place that their children will return to, that they will pass to the next generation. And the great thing is, is we can build this structure for only $4,000. So for such a low price point, you really are changing an entire family's situation. Y'all, can I get a drum roll, please? If you've been enjoying our podcast, you know that we are very passionate about providing accessible home buying education for everybody, no matter where they're at in the process. And now, guess what? You can do it straight from your phone. Download the How to Buy a House mobile app today. Our app is designed to hold your hand through the process from start to finish and is jam-packed with expert-level home buying education and tips and tricks from the best in the business. We are so pumped about it, obviously, and we think that you will get a lot out of it. So download it today. It's in the App Store, and we would love to hear how you enjoy it. Happy home buying. Well, that was my next question, Michelle, was I just feel so moved, you know, talking with you. And I think a lot of times, like I told you, I feel the crippling of I don't know what I can do to help. And but $4,000 feels like something I can do. I can raise that. I can, you know, my next paycheck, give a portion, you know, or like until I meet $4,000. And if you are a listener listening to this podcast and you feel moved, what is something that we can actively do today, this afternoon, tonight, when we're on our couch? Like, what is your greatest need that we can help as a community with How to Buy a House? Like, what's something that we can do to help? I think one of the greatest things you can do is is jump on and become a monthly donor. You know, we all have a little bit of margin in our budget to help individuals. And when you become a monthly donor, your funds are pooled with our other monthly donors to help provide multiple homes every month. You know, you may be in a situation right now where $15 a month is all you have. Maybe it's $50 a month. Maybe it's $75, $100, whatever it is. If you give a small portion and you come together with our other monthly donors, you're going to provide consistent housing for families in need. Our board and a few key donors are so passionate as well about what we're doing that they underwrite all of our stateside operations. So when you give to the monthly donor pool or any regular donation, it goes directly to fund construction in those communities. So especially now, I just think that's a great habit to begin building of, hey, I want to invest in a legacy of generosity. At this point in my life, I want to give X amount. And then as your income increases, continue to increase the amount monthly that you give to things that matter. So true. And I'm even thinking of like, what's something in my life right now that I would normally spend money on that wouldn't give me the same joy that giving to Homes for Homes would give me? Like getting my nails done, for example. And, you know, that is such a luxury. And I don't do it very often, but when I do, I'm like, oh, I deserve this. Or like, you know, I want to do this for me. And, but does it actually bring me joy? It's like, well, okay, I just spent $35, whatever that was, when I could have painted my own nails. 
and, you know, helped a woman have protection tonight. I mean, that is like game changer. So Michelle, I'm, if any, if nobody even listens to this, for me, just know that like I am moved and I'm going to figure out what my family and I can do for Homes for Homes because I'm so grateful that there are people like you and Jonathan Harris and people that are putting their their skills together of real estate to fund something like this, which is, hey, I see a need. I want to fill that need. And what can I do? And you guys figure that out. And again, that's what a lot of people, I think, they don't know how to help. They don't understand, well, that seems like a great thing to do, but I don't even know where to begin. You guys took those steps. So I get to just reap the benefit. You guys have planted the vineyard and I could just grab some grapes and be a part of this thing that you guys have built and get that joy and get that worth that I feel out of it when I give. So I think that's amazing. I also think in terms of Christmas presents, because this is December 11th, this episode will be published shortly. Maybe you are like, hey, I don't need any physical items right now. I'd rather, instead of buying me a Christmas present this year, let's just donate to Homes for Homes. You know, that's a great idea. Or or for a birthday present or Mother's Day gift. And just keep that in mind of um, what's something that's going to actually kind of make me feel a little bit more fulfilled in my day-to-day. Because like you said, I mean, we are so spoiled with our living conditions and with the things that we have. And, you know, I bought this dress because I really wanted it. And, you know, now I wear it. Like, it just, it's crazy, the consumerism that is in America. Like, I feel sick by it sometimes. And then I forget, like, when I'm scrolling on Instagram or I'm looking at Facebook, it's like I immediately just forget how privileged I am. And so, anyways, it's just so encouraging uh, to hear what you guys are doing and, and the impact you guys are having all over the place. On our website as well right now, we have a campaign that we're running called Homes for the Holidays. We all have that person on our list that we want to buy something for and they need absolutely nothing. You could donate in honor of that person. And there are different dollar amounts listed there as well. You know, you could donate a lock for a door. You could donate wages for an employee. And then also download the card that we have on the website there and you can give that card to the individual as part of the gift. That's another great way. You're exactly right at this time of year that you could make a difference with your Christmas giving. Where do I go, Michelle, if I feel moved and I want to buy a Christmas gift for my mom and do something really impactful, it's going to make her cry. Or if I want to just, you know, donate to what you guys are doing, where do I go? How do I find you guys? We are easy to find on the web. Our website is homesforhomes.org and it's homes, the number four, like four walls homes.org. Love it. That's awesome. And I'm assuming you guys are on Instagram too. We are. Same handle, homes, the number four homes. And check it out. We've got pictures of families that have received homes, communities where we're working. Our social media team does a great job of sharing the mission and exactly where your money goes. That's amazing. Michelle, I'm going to ask you the same question that I ask everybody. And I feel like, I feel like we don't even need to go through this because I've just already gained so much wisdom and advice. And I just feel so encouraged by talking with you today, but for our listener, you know, whether they're in their car or on a walk or in their office or taking a bath, listening to this episode, what's one piece of advice? And it doesn't have to be, you know, real estate related. It could be anything. What's one piece of advice you would like to give our listener today? Oh, I think that especially now, if you're a listener that's considering purchasing a home, build generosity in your monthly budget. If you do that now, it creates just a better perspective for life. It helps build your own legacy of generosity. And if you set that discipline early, you will never miss the funds. I also think, you you know, you need to build generosity with your time and your talents, not just your money. You've been put here for a bigger purpose than just yourself. 
And I think that's so important for us to focus on. Mic drop. Mic drop. I always, oh, you're you're amazing. I want to have like a whole nother episode just with you. We can talk about that. But you're so right. Giving doesn't have to just look like giving financially. It can be giving your time, giving your talents. I love it. That was such a good reminder. Michelle, thank you so much for being a part of today's episode today. I am just so, so honored to have you and so psyched for what Homes for Homes is doing. And I can't wait to see what you guys do in 2024 too. Me either. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. And I'm just, I'm grateful to have the opportunity to share about what we're doing. Stay tuned for more episodes from the How to Buy a House class. You can follow us on Instagram. We're at the How to Buy a House class. You can also email us. Yes, we still use email and we would love to connect to you that way as well. You can reach us directly at hello at howtobuyahouseclass.com. And I also would love to connect with you. My Instagram handle is at Jess Lou Randolph. And we hope you have a fabulous day. Thanks for listening and God bless you. We are so grateful for you, listener, and this podcast is for you. So if there's an episode you'd like to hear or a topic you want us to cover, we would love to hear from you. Follow us on Instagram or shoot us a message at howtobuyahouseclass.com. Happy home buying.